Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Do Nothing by Celeste Headley. This insightful book, published in 2020, challenges our cultural obsession with productivity and efficiency. Headley compellingly argues that our relentless pursuit of work has led us to undervalue and neglect the profound benefits of leisure and idleness. By tracing the historical journey of efficiency from past centuries to its impact on our current lives, Do Nothing presents a compelling case for embracing the joy found in moments of rest. Celeste Headley, an award-winning speaker, journalist, author, and radio host, brings her extensive experience and perspective to this work. She is renowned for her first book, We Need to Talk, How to Have Conversations That Matter, which won the 2017 Silver Nautilus Award in Relationships and Communication. Headley's background enriches her exploration of how modern society has skewed its priorities, favoring continuous productivity over the essential human need for relaxation and recovery. Do Nothing is particularly suited for readers who find themselves constantly trying to optimize every moment for productivity. The productivity junkies looking for a reason to slow down, overworked employees seeking strategies for de-stressing, and working parents who struggle to carve out moments of peace for themselves. If you're seeking a persuasive argument for why less can truly mean more, especially in the context of our personal well-being and happiness, Do Nothing offers an enlightening perspective that invites us to reconsider how we define success and fulfillment in our lives. Join us as we uncover the power of pausing and the unexpected joys that come from embracing idleness. Do Nothing, How to Break Away from Overworking, Overdoing, and Underliving. Introduction. Rediscover the joy of leisure, finding balance in a world obsessed with efficiency. Are you caught in the whirlwind of striving to be your most productive self? From doubling down on daily workouts to crunching numbers late into the night at a bustling startup, it feels like the mantra of our times is to do more, learn more, and be more. But at what cost? The drive towards relentless efficiency, as the author eloquently points out, comes at a steep price. Our happiness, our peace of mind, and even our physical health. For decades, society has glorified the hustle, prized productivity above all else, and painted leisure as a sign of laziness. Yet paradoxically, this race towards maximizing output has left many of us feeling empty, stressed, and unfulfilled. This narrative doesn't just stop at identifying the problem, it goes a step further by offering a roadmap to reclaiming what's truly valuable, our time for leisure and genuine connection. This isn't just about slapping a band-aid on the symptoms of burnout, it's about fundamentally rethinking our relationship with work, productivity, and importantly, our downtime. In this journey of recalibration, you'll discover the pitfalls of chasing quality time with loved ones, and what to strive for instead. How a simple question can diminish your enjoyment of something as soul-stirring as music. The unparalleled power of human voice in connecting us to others in ways digital communication cannot. Embark on this exploration to unravel the tightly wound threads of efficiency that bind us. Learn not just to do nothing without guilt, 
but to find in those moments of stillness a deeper enjoyment of life and a more robust connection to the world around you. Uncover the beauty of leisure and the profound truth that sometimes the most productive thing we can do is to embrace the joy of doing nothing. Part 1. Tracing the Roots of Our Productivity Obsession A Historical Perspective In today's whirlwind of productivity hacks, marathon training plans, and the ever-expanding list of skills our children should be mastering, it's clear we're living in an era where being constantly busy is worn as a badge of honor. This relentless pursuit of efficiency, however, isn't a novel trend. It's deeply rooted in history, unfolding from centuries-old developments that have shaped our current work ethic and lifestyle. The essence here is, our modern fixation with productivity has historical roots. It may come as a surprise, but the hustle and grind we associate with modern life would have been alien to, say, a medieval peasant. Contrary to our packed schedules, historical records suggest that our ancestors worked significantly fewer hours and enjoyed more days off than most of us do today. So what changed? The advent of the Industrial Revolution marked a significant shift. The introduction of hourly wages transformed the work culture, making long hours the norm and setting the stage for the overwork epidemic we witness today. In the United States, the ethos of the American dream further entrenched this culture of grind. The promise that hard work leads to success made it easier to accept, even celebrate, grueling work schedules. Unfortunately, this promise glosses over the reality that the fruits of this labor often fail to trickle down to the workers themselves. While productivity has soared, the real value of worker compensation has barely kept pace with inflation, especially when compared to the exponential increases in executive paychecks over the same period. Moreover, our hunger for productivity has been exacerbated by consumer culture. Ingenious marketing strategies have tapped into our desires, convincing us that happiness lies in the next purchase, the latest trend, or the newest gadget. This has created a vicious cycle where we work longer hours to afford luxuries that we've been led to believe are necessities, fueling a never-ending cycle of work and consumption. Understanding the historical trajectories that have led us to our current state of constant busyness offers a critical context. It reminds us that our pursuit of productivity is not just a personal habit, but is intertwined with broader social, economic, and historical forces that shape our lives. By looking back, we can begin to forge a path forward that values well-being and genuine fulfillment over the ceaseless chase for efficiency. Part 2. Breaking Free from Guilt, Embracing Leisure Without Remorse In the echoes of the Industrial Revolution, a significant shift altered not just the workplace, but also the psychology of work and leisure. The move to compensating employees based on clocked hours rather than completed tasks has left a lasting imprint on our collective consciousness. This change didn't just redefine work. It transformed how we perceive and value our free time. Here's the crux. The cult of efficiency has ingrained in us a guilt around leisure, making unwinding feel like an unaffordable luxury. Let's delve into an enlightening study conducted by researchers from UCLA and the University of Toronto. In this experiment, 
participants were divided into two groups and each listened to the same piece of classical music. However, one group was asked to calculate their hourly wage before listening. Significantly, those who weighed their time against their income struggled more to enjoy the music, with many wishing for it to end sooner. What does this reveal? When our minds are preoccupied with the economic value of time, leisure becomes a source of guilt rather than a respite. And this mindset has seeped into our modern lives, making it challenging to truly disconnect from work even during supposed downtime. This intrusion of work into our leisure time has become so pervasive that researchers have coined the term polluted time to describe it. Despite being off the clock, we are mentally on, constantly checking emails, making business calls, and pondering work-related decisions. This blurring of boundaries, especially with the rise of flexible working hours, means many struggle to identify when work ends and free time begins. The consequences of polluted time are not trivial. True leisure, free from the shadow of work, is more than just a break. It's a vital ingredient for boosting creativity, productivity, and even strengthening our immune system. The relentless pursuit of overwork, conversely, trades our well-being for a marginal increase in income, a trade-off that hardly seems worth the resultant exhaustion and heightened stress levels. As we confront the lasting legacy of the industrial age and its efficiency narrative, it's time to reassess the value we place on leisure. Breaking free from the guilt of enjoying downtime is essential, not just for our immediate happiness, but also for sustaining long-term productivity and well-being. Embracing leisure without remorse is not an act of indulgence, but a profound step towards a more balanced and fulfilling life. Part 3. The Blurry Line Between Efficiency at Work and Life We've explored how the cult of efficiency reshaped the workplace and seeped into our moments of leisure, leading to the phenomenon of polluted time. One might think the solution is as simple as drawing a firm line between our professional and personal lives. However, the truth reveals a more complex issue. The efficiency trend, initially birthed within the realms of industrial productivity, has not only crossed the threshold into our personal spaces but has also fundamentally altered how we approach life itself. Here lies the essence. Our pursuit of efficiency persistently infiltrates our personal lives. Consider the concept of quality time, particularly in the context of family. The goal of dedicating meaningful moments to loved ones is indeed noble. However, the term itself betrays a mindset steeped in efficiency. It implies a strategic approach to family interaction. Scheduling and optimizing these moments to ensure they are as fulfilling as possible, much like one would manage a work project. This perspective turns family life, which ideally flows naturally and spans the totality of our interactions, into a series of managed events designed for maximum impact. Moreover, societal values have shifted in a way that glorifies busyness as a status symbol. Gone are the days when leisure was a marker of wealth and high social standing. Today's world reverses this dynamic. Those who can tout a packed schedule, particularly the college-educated working over 40 hours a week, are often seen as more successful and purposeful. This shift isn't just theoretical. It plays out in real time on social media, 
where people eagerly catalogued their accomplishments and frenetic activities, further entrenching busyness as a coveted badge of honor. This blurring of lines between efficiency in work and efficiency in life raises significant questions about our values and the nature of fulfillment. When personal achievements and family time are subjected to the measures of productivity and efficiency, it prompts us to wonder where, in this equation, does the simple joy of living for its own sake fit? As we navigate this complexity, the challenge becomes not just about managing time, but about redefining our understanding of what makes time, and by extension, life, truly valuable. Part 4. The Cost of Efficiency, Losing the Essence of Human Connection In the epochs before the widespread urban migration elicited by the Industrial Revolution, most individuals were entrenched in the fabric of small, tightly-knit communities. The social architecture of those times was intricately designed to fulfill human needs for deep connections, ranging from a close circle of intimate friends to a broader network of familiar faces. Currently, however, there's a palpable void in these intimate social structures, with technological advancements and the relentless pursuit of efficiency fragmenting the richness of real-world interactions. The shift has left many grappling with a paradox. Despite being more connected online with hundreds of friends, there's a stark absence of meaningful, authentic human connections, a discrepancy with profound implications. Herein lies a critical insight. Our insatiable drive for efficiency erodes the depth of human relationships, a loss that extends far beyond emotional deprivation. Isolation is not merely about loneliness. Its repercussions ripple through our health and longevity increasing risks of severe conditions like cancer and cardiovascular diseases. This isn't a mere correlation. The causation is deeply rooted in the absence of genuine social support and connection that once buoyed our ancestors' lives. Taking a closer look, consider the diverging paths of digital communication versus the irreplaceable human voice. The workplace is a vivid microcosm of this shift, Emails and texts, with their convenience and efficiency, have become entrenched in our professional lives. They allow asynchronous communication and create a clear record of exchanges, seemingly perfect tools for a fast-paced environment. Yet, what is sacrificed for this efficiency? The human voice, with its nuanced tones and emotive capacity, carries the profound ability to humanize and bridge gaps. This isn't merely speculative. Research supports the unique power of spoken communication. One study revealed that when opinions are expressed aloud, they are received with greater empathy and understanding compared to when read in text form. Another groundbreaking experiment employing fMRI technology showcased that listening to a story being told could synchronize the brainwaves of the listener with those of the storyteller, a phenomenon termed speaker-listener neural coupling or a mind meld. These revelations underscore a stark reality. The quest for efficiency, while offering convenience, inadvertently strips away the essence of human interaction. No amount of digital innovation can replicate the emotional resonance of hearing a loved one's voice or sharing a story face to face. In aiming for a streamlined existence, we may be winning the battle against time, but losing the war for meaningful human connection. Part 5. 
The Perils of Comparison, Navigating Self-Worth in the Age of Social Media. In the labyrinth of modern life, social media stands as both a beacon and a pitfall, illuminating the triumphs of our efficiency, but also casting long shadows of doubt and inadequacy. It's become the grand stage where every task completed, every milestone reached, and every moment of joy is broadcasted for the world to see. But here comes the twist. Social media doesn't just serve as a platform for showcasing our own achievements. It immerses us in a sea of updates from others, inviting a relentless cavalcade of comparison. The crux of the matter is this. Social media simplifies the art of comparison tempting us into a perpetual contest of productivity and efficiency. This digital age phenomenon taps into a deeply ingrained aspect of human nature, the tendency to measure our lives against those of our peers. While comparing ourselves to others is by no means a novel impulse, the scale and scope of comparison have expanded exponentially with the advent of social media. Gone are the days when our competitive gauge was limited to a select few neighbors or colleagues, the proverbial Joneses living next door. Today, our reference points for comparison could include anyone from the high school acquaintance who seems to be perpetually vacationing to the celebrities and tech moguls whose lives are worlds apart from our own. As we scroll through curated snapshots of their lives, it's easy to fall into the trap of feeling that our own lives, by contrast, are somehow lacking. This juxtaposition can be disheartening, pushing the narrative that we're not quite measuring up, that our lives are missing the luster and accomplishments of those we observe from afar. The irony, of course, is that the images and updates we're comparing our lives to are often selectively presented, capturing moments of triumph without the context of struggles and setbacks. Breaking free from this cycle of comparison requires a conscious shift in perspective. The journey towards self contentment, begins with anchoring our self-worth and achievements in our own experiences, independent of external validation. In essence, it's about embracing the authenticity of our spaghetti bolognese, mess, mismatched sauce, and all, without the shadowy influence of the gourmet version we admired on Instagram. It's about recognizing that the value of our experiences, achievements, and, indeed, our lives, cannot be quantified by likes, shares, or followers. By grounding our sense of fulfillment in our personal reality, we reclaim the narrative of our lives from the distortive mirror of social media. Part 6. Embracing Stillness. Simple Steps Toward a More Fulfilling Life. In an era where the cult of efficiency reigns supreme, saturating our work ethos and seeping into our personal spheres, it's easy to feel trapped in a relentless cycle of productivity. This quest for constant efficiency can muddy our leisure time, weaken our connections with others, and leave us feeling inadequate when comparing our lives to the carefully curated highlights shared by others on social media. Yet, there's a beacon of hope, a serene path that diverges from this tumultuous route, and it involves the revolutionary act of embracing stillness and idleness. Here's the gist. Small, deliberate changes in our daily routines can lead us to decelerate and significantly enhance the quality of our lives. A substantial challenge we face in our efficiency-driven lives is the elusive nature of time. 
Despite feeling perpetually busy and overworked, many of us have a distorted perception of the actual time devoted to work, thanks to societal narratives and personal biases. This skewed view not only affects our well-being, but can also hinder our ability to make compassionate and reasoned decisions. So how can we recalibrate our relationship with time? A vital step is enhancing our awareness of how we allocate our hours. Surprisingly, better perception of time is linked to lower levels of stress and reduced engagement with passive activities such as watching TV or frequenting social media platforms. This heightened awareness paves the way for genuine leisure, the kind that nourishes the soul and recharges the mind. Insights from a study at the Berlin Academy of Music underscore this point vividly. The most accomplished young musicians were not only meticulous about their practice schedules, but equally conscious of allocating time for relaxation and social interactions. This balanced approach contributed to their overall success and well-being. How can we apply this wisdom to our lives? Begin by keeping a detailed log of your daily activities. Track everything, no matter how trivial it may seem. This exercise isn't about auditing your productivity, but about gaining clarity on where your time truly goes. Armed with this insight, sketch a blueprint for your ideal day, one that honors leisure and stillness as invaluable components, not as time wasted. Allocate dedicated periods for idleness, allowing yourself the luxury of doing nothing without guilt or anxiety. This journey toward embracing stillness is not just about reclaiming lost time, but about rediscovering the richness of life untethered from the dictates of productivity. By welcoming moments of inactivity and quiet reflection, we unlock the doors to a life filled with deeper satisfaction, creativity, and connection. Part 7. Rediscovering Purpose. Distinguishing between the journey and the destination. In a world that lionizes the hustle, the glorification of efficiency and productivity has inadvertently led us astray, blurring our vision of what truly matters. This relentless push towards accomplishing more, faster and more efficiently, can sometimes trap us in a cycle of perpetual motion leaving little room to pause and ponder the value of our endeavors. At the heart of this dilemma lies a critical insight. To reclaim our leisure and enrich our lives, we must learn to differentiate between the means to an end and the end itself. Let's break it down. A means refers to the actions or strategies we employ to move closer to our ultimate goals. These could range from professional aspirations like climbing the career ladder to secure a prosperous future, to personal commitments, such as maintaining a healthy lifestyle for longevity and well-being. The catch with an overemphasis on efficiency is its potential to distract us from our end goals, luring us into a trap where the process overshadows the purpose. The allure of ticking off tasks can become so compelling that we lose sight of why we embarked on these tasks in the first place. Are they serving our deeper aspirations, or have they become ends in themselves? To navigate out of this efficiency trap, we must cultivate a habit of introspection, regularly interrogating the alignment of our actions with our deeper values and aims. Consider the implications of working overtime habitually. While it might display commendable work ethic, could it be encroaching upon invaluable time meant for nurturing familial bonds or engaging in community service? 
Similarly, gauge the intent behind your fitness regimen. Is it genuinely about health, or has it morphed into a mere checkbox in your daily routine? Addressing these questions allows us to cut through the noise of productivity for productivity's sake, shedding tasks that, while seemingly constructive, do not advance our true objectives. This isn't just about pruning our to-do lists. It's about refining our focus to ensure that each effort contributes meaningfully towards our envisioned futures. Embracing this perspective does more than just recover leisure time. It reorients our lives around fulfillment and purpose. As we begin to chart our course with a clear distinction between means and ends, we unlock the space not only for relaxation and leisure, but for pursuits that resonate with our core values and long-term aspirations. In doing so, we transform not just how we spend our time, but how we experience the very essence of life itself. Final summary. In the whirlwind of today's productivity-obsessed culture, we've lost sight of an essential component of a fulfilling life, leisure. This relentless pursuit of efficiency, born from historical shifts and perpetuated by modern societal norms, has ironically led us into a trap of increased isolation, health issues, and stress. Amidst the ticking clocks and endless to-do lists, the simple yet profound act of embracing stillness and idleness emerges as a radical antidote. The essence of this revelation is straightforward yet impactful. To rediscover the beauty of life and to truly enrich our existence, we must dare to pause and indulge in genuine leisure, to skillfully master the art of doing nothing. This embrace of leisure is not an encouragement towards laziness, but an invitation to rebalance our priorities. It's about reclaiming our time from the clutches of an efficiency-obsessed culture and dedicating moments to the activities and non-activities that bring us genuine joy and connection. By intentionally making space for idleness, we not only counter the adverse effects of our productivity-driven world, but also open ourselves to deeper connections, creativity, and a renewed sense of well-being. As we navigate this journey towards integrating true leisure into our lives, it's essential to remember that the richness of existence isn't measured by how much we accomplish, but by the quality of our experiences and the depth of our connections. In the art of doing nothing, we find the pathway to a more meaningful, fulfilled, and harmonious life. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.